Hi, it's Dr. Ayomize here, and welcome to Master Plan Marriage, where we focus on the master and his plans for all marriages, mine and yours included. Hello, hello, my people. (laughs) Today's episode is titled, Taken for Granted. And we're going to do something a bit different today. I want to start with a passage in the Bible. And the reason why is I just think that this passage speaks volumes and really highlights where we're going in our discussion today. And I think it's just a great introduction. So it is 15 verses, so hang tight with me. Um, But we're going in, going into the word of God. So thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for the revelation that comes when your word comes to light uh, through your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for your truth. Um, And as we go into your word, speak. Speak, Lord, speak. Amen. All right, so we are opening up Luke chapter 4, verses 14 to 30. And I always like to give, you know, a little context to where we're going. And here we have Jesus, um, who just succeeded being tempted by the devil in the wilderness and strengthened by the angels and is now starting his ministry. So verse 14 reads, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and a report about him went out through all the surrounding country. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And all spoke well of him and marveled at the gracious words that were coming from his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? And he said to them, Doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, Physician, heal yourself. What we have heard you did at Capernaum, do here in your hometown as well. And he said, Truly I say to you, no prophet is acceptable in his hometown. But in truth I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heavens were shut up three years and six months, and a great famine came over all the land. And Elijah was sent to none of them, but only to Zarephath, in the land of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. When they heard these things, all in the synagogue were filled with wrath. And they rose up and drove him out of the town and brought him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built so that they could throw him down the cliff. Verse 30. 
but passing through their midst, he went away. Amen. (laughs) I'm smiling because I'm just like, Jesus is a G. I mean, you know, he's the G, capital G, God. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. But I, I just, I like reading the Bible and bringing it to life, you know, and I'm really thinking about it. I'm setting the scene or seeing the scene play out, I should say, right? And here is Jesus. He, um, you know, he was baptized and John, with John the Baptist, the Baptist baptized Jesus. And then, you know, you had the, the voice coming from the heavens proclaiming that this is, is God's son and whom he was well pleased. And, and then he's whisked off to the wilderness and he goes through the temptation and he comes out and he's ready to start his ministry. And then he goes to his hometown because that's, that's his hometown. I don't know exactly why he goes there first, but anyway, he goes to his hometown and, you know, he goes to the synagogue as he always does, as is his custom. And, <laughs> you know, he reads the scroll and this particular scripture that he reads from Isaiah. I mean, it's it's intentional. You know, he's saying a lot here, but I don't want to go into all of that. <laughs> I'm getting excited here. Um, I do want to highlight their reaction. You know, he goes, he gets up, he does his thing, he sits down and they're in amazement. Like, wow. Um, and he's basically saying, you know, this scripture applies to me. Like, it's talking about me. This is what I'm going to do. And they look down on him. And his reaction is, truly, I say to you, no prophet is acceptable in his hometown. They are, what is their first reaction? And um, their first reaction is, is not this Joseph's son. You know, picture in modern day, like, it's not, you know, it's not Joseph's son from Joseph the carpenter, yeah, you know his son, yeah, remember, him? you know, when he was a little boy, he, he you know, had the buck teeth, and, you know, <laughs> whatever the case might be, or, you know, my kids were playing with his kids, and whatever, 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 right, but the idea is that they just limited him, you know, they just thought about who, how they knew him, they knew him as Joseph's son, you know, they, and they limited um, his, their view of him based on what you know what they were holding on to so they're not hearing what he's about to do um, what he's able to do because they're holding on to what they know of him and then Jesus gives a couple of other examples about people that were blessed um, and and it, it just stuck out to me you know verse 26 and in verse 27 only only this woman who is a widow only name in the Syrian like of all the people these are the people and um I guess just the idea that that people will receive if they are open to receiving but that's another message that's another message the focus here is how overlooked quickly overlooked Jesus was in his own hometown and it says again in verse 24 truly I say to you no prophet is acceptable in his hometown okay so you might be asking all right we did we just read this what does this have to do with marriage um what does this have to do with God's plan for marriage so what I would like to point out here is that the idea that Jesus was taken for granted and because of that they missed out the people in Nazareth missed out and he was unable to perform the miracles um, 
or as many because they they overlooked him and when it comes to marriages we have to be careful um, to not overlook our own spouses right here's a connection <laughs> sometimes we can take advantage no we right we not 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 you not me like those other people <laughs> no we if we're honest um, we can take advantage of our spouses because we see them all the time we make assumptions we rely on um, what's what's common what's known you know um, you've heard you might have heard the phrase familiarity breeds content and I was thinking about this and that that phrase quickly came to mind so I just wanted to do a google search just to get more information about it something something you hear so often like sometimes I like to dig deeper and so good old faithful google um I found that um I found this and I just want to read it because I think it was just so well said so it reads familiarity breeds content is a proverb that means the better you know someone, the more you will find fault with him. The proverb may also mean that the more you are exposed to someone or something, the more bored you become and the less appreciation you have for that person or a thing. Right? So this can easily happen in a marriage with husband and wife. You're moving together know you're going hand in hand for certain time whether it's months or years whatever the case might be you've grown comfortable with your significant other and we can if we're not careful we can fall into a trap of of taking our spouses for granted like think about it um you know have you ever been quick to receive advice from somebody else outside of your spouse um or you know you heard what your husband had to say but um it just it just sounds different when your best friend says it (laughs) or you know um your husband or your wife gives you advice and it's only when you get that confirmation from elsewhere that okay okay yeah yeah now I can take it or um just to go a little deeper you know have you ever been overcritical of your spouse um discouraging in any way and and that could be intentionally or unintentionally um but limiting your spouse in any way because you can't see the vision that they have um stunting their growth in any way boxing him or her in in any type of way and if you haven't, I'll, I'll be honest and I'll say, you know, I, I can be a little guilty or I was. I, I like to think that I've gotten better, thank God, through discussions and conversations and open, open, open and honest communication with my husband. But I, I would say that just because I can be stubborn at times um, and not really want to see things my husband's way that I can overlook or um you know minimize his his thought on something but I quickly learned on many occasions that you know oh man he was right I should have listened to him you know or 
or or it's oh I know he's gonna be right I need to get over my my myself right now and just just accept that he knows what he's talking about and trust him and go along with it <laughs> so I know that that that's something that um you know that I can relate to now no, I, I can't say that I've gone so far as to um, limit him in any way, but I'm not saying that I am um, like incapable of doing that. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far as to say that. So basically this message um, is, is for me as well. And I would say, I think in general, um, we shouldn't be so quick to say, oh, you know, that's not for me. I want to say, let me just say, in all of these episodes, you know, they're really uh, single, they're they're standalone episodes, right, in terms of the topics, and you might come across one (laughs) that, you know, you feel really applies to you, you know, um, yeah, like, I needed that one, right, and then there might be one that you feel like, oh, no, I'm I'm pretty good in that area, like, we're good, you know, I think, I think my spouse and I, we're, we're good in this area, and then there might be one that you thought you were good until you listened, and, you know, you got convicted in, in, in a certain way, and please know that's not me convicting you, that's the Holy Spirit, but, (laughs) um, so, and all of that is good, right, um, my prayer is always that no matter, where you fall, where you lie, that the goal is to grow. The goal is to be better. So if you feel like, oh, you know, this is an area that you're good at, well, you know, how can we be better in it? And being open to that. And so um, I think that was just just a little side note in terms of the episodes to, to also say that I too, I'm with you guys, right? Even though I'm the one sharing and, and sharing what the Lord has to say. It's what the Lord has to say, I truly believe. And so I walk away from so many of these episodes learning and growing just, you know, as well, as well. Um, so I say that to, <laughs> to say that I, I um, can understand a little bit. And, um, but wherever you are, let's, let's grow and, and let's be better. Let's be better for our spouses as we move forward to ensure that we're not taking each other for granted or we're not overlooking our spouses in any way. And so with that, there are two points I just want to kind of highlight. And one is that this, and you know what, I'm not even going to take the credit for this. This is something Joseph said to me when we were talking about this episode which, by the way, we talk about almost every single episode um, because I want to hear his, his, his point of view on so many of them. And we are in this together, even though I'm the voice, if you will. Right? So anyway, um, one thing he said, and I was just like blown away, was see your spouse for who God has called them to be, not who you know them to be. Y'all hear that? (laughs) See your spouse for who God has called them to be, not who you know them to be. And I think that is so important. It's something that that hadn't been said before, um, before he said it. And it was just, it blew me away that how important it is to to really think about how, um, think about your spouse in the eyes of God. 
how do we do that? Well, we can pray. We can pray and ask God to see our spouses the way he does. And that does a number of things. One, um, and I think I've, I've spoken about this before, is just the idea of like seeing your spouse as their own person. Like apart from you, your spouse is his or her own person. And it's it's healthy for us to see that because then, you know, we can see that they have their likes and dislikes and that that can change over time that there is a um a desire to get to know that person when you see them as an individual um apart from you even though you are one if that makes sense right and so thinking about your spouse thinking about um the way that God sees them remembering that just like God has a purpose and plan for you God has a purpose and plan for your husband God has a purpose and plan for your wife God is taking them places and you want to be able to stand behind that so it's important to start looking or continue to look at your spouse and and think about you know the giftings that they have the talents that they have the the um the gift like i said the giftings that that the lord has placed in them um and you want that to come out you want you want them to be used as special utensils for god's use right in his kingdom and so it's important to keep that in mind right and then the second piece is just thinking about I was thinking about um, Jesus and how he went to his hometown Nazareth and couldn't do much but he talks about how things were done in Capernaum how so many blessings and miracles were happening in Capernaum so I just started thinking about marriage our marriages right and I and follow me so I want us to remember this thing, and I've said it before, I'll say it again, is that our marriages are bigger than the two of us. Your marriage is bigger than you and your spouse. Just like we talked about how your marriage, how you as individual, you have a purpose and plan over your life, right? Jeremiah 29, 11, so commonly quoted, talks about, about how God has um, good thoughts of, of you, has plans for your future, and the and likewise for your spouse right well just the same the lord has made your plans and purpose for you for your union right he has worked for you to to do <laughs> um genesis chapter 1 verse 28 says and god blessed them and god said to them be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth there's work to be done right even when we've spoken about that be fruitful and multiply we're not just talking about um uh um, having children but that fruitfulness there there is a purpose that needs to be fulfilled that needs to be birthed out of your marriage and the lord has placed you guys together for a reason for a purpose for a season i mean you know it's for for the duration of your life here on this earth once you made that vow made those the covenantal vow before god but you you know you get my point that we we have work to do and it's not to it's not just to look each other in the eye and, and, and be blissfully 
in bliss. <laughs> like, you know, we, we, we ought to be intentional. And that requires prayer. That requires consistent communication with the Lord and with our spouses about our marriages and the legacy of our marriages, the, the, the purpose and the vision for our marriages, and so on and so forth. Okay, so tying that back into Jesus and the whole Nazareth versus Capernaum, you know, the Lord spoke to me and it was just like let, encouraging us, like, let's be Capernaum and not Nazareth. And what does that mean? Let's be the place, that fertile ground where miracles are birthed, lives are changed, and victory is won. You, you guys hear me? Like, let's be that fertile ground. Let's be that place where, when I say let's, let our marriages right? Our marriages, let our marriages be that fertile ground where lives are changed, where miracles happen, where victory is won, where the devil is defeated. Amen? Like, (laughs) again, our marriages are made for more. And so when we can grasp that truth and run forth with it, we won't waste time, um, dealing in, 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 in frivolous things. Like, we have a higher goal. We will keep our eyes fixed on God. And, you know, just all the more motivated to not waste time um, fighting one another, attacking one another, dealing with the flesh, right? But, like, we will be just just about our Father's business, Um, And so how do we do this? How do we avoid overlooking one another? How do we avoid um, not taking our spouses for granted? How do we avoid um, limiting our marriages? Um, Well, we do that by encouraging one another to grow and to explore. We do that by having a heart of, of, of servitude, you know, being ready to serve one another, looking for and seizing opportunities to support and cheer on our spouses. You know, I'm going to be very frank right now. Um, I was just thinking about like in, in, in Joseph and I, in our marriage, I call him my pusher. (laughs) He's my pusher. And what I mean by that is that he does such a good job of pushing me along where I can allow fear to handicap me or to um, cause me to pause or hesitate or procrastinate. (laughs) He will be the one pushing me along, motivating me, um, giving me deadlines, you know, kind of like, no, this is what's going to happen and, and forcing me in a good way, in a very, very good and supportive and healthy way to do things and, and overcome the fear and, or move past it. It's not that it goes away, right? But just moving past it and not letting it limit me or stop me, especially when it's something the Lord is calling me to do. And so, yeah, he's my pusher. But more recently, there was, you know, a moment where he had to ask me to step in, to step in and encourage him consistently and intentionally on a specific goal. And, you know, it's crazy because it's that goal. It's not even just about him. Like, it benefits the both of us. It's 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 for our family. Like, so this is, this is something that, you know, 
it's not even just about him and he's pulling me in and he's asking me to be his cheerleader if you will to be intentional and consistent about encouraging him and I'm like my reaction was of course but I also thought man he's always the one pushing me and sometimes um or I you know I'll speak for myself that I think that not that I take it for granted but I didn't realize like okay like I need to do that more often for him like let it let it be reciprocal if that makes sense and um yeah I just realized that man I I do a lot of the taking in that category and so I was glad that he was able to communicate his need like or his desire right that I that I just do a little bit more of that encouraging and and me just not realizing that oh you know I, I was lacking Uh, But eagerly stepping up to the plate and doing that and making sure I'm intentional and I'm consistent um, about encouraging him. And God gets the glory in that. Like It's not about me. It's not about him. It's God getting the glory. And we're moving towards a goal that is for the benefit of our marriage and of our family. So why not? (laughs) Right? So that let's just let's just be in that position let's just be open and the way it happens is is through that communication like really listening for to one another um that that love and respect that you know um attitude of servitude for one another encouraging uplifting one another trusting trusting each other and trusting that your spouse has your best interest in mind you know, I think it's so important. And then there, there, there's so many scriptures that come to mind, like, you know, we're to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, like not about us, but about Christ, you know, submit to one to another. And that's Ephesians 5.21. First Thessalonians 5.11 says, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing, like continue to do that. And so um, and, and in Romans 12, 10 um the last part of it says outdo one another in showing honor and so some of these verses are talking more about brothers and sisters in christ but um i think it goes it goes right along with your husband or your spouse like (laughs) they're you know obviously before anything they're your brother or your sister in christ anyway so the same the same message applies that it 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 only behooves us, it only benefits us to um, outdo one another in honor, to encourage one another and build one another up, to submit to one another, to love one another well, um, to respect one another well, right? And so these are the things that we can do to um, avoid um, overlooking our spouses, taking them for granted, taking our marriages for granted, right? Really understanding uh, who we are, whose we are, like to whom we belong, uh, and the purpose of our marriages, you know, and, and really just to understand how important it is that we see our spouses how, um, for who God has called them to be, not who we know them to be. And that we set our marriages on fertile ground so that we, um, our marriages are in position to receive all that the Lord has, right? 
and we just want to we want the master's plan for our marriage and that goes for um, your your marriage um, or the marriage that you desire in the future uh, for those who are currently single so that's that's my message for today and like I said earlier you know think about how each each episode stands alone each topic stands alone so be open be open to whatever the Lord has for you as you listen and I pray I pray that that you will be blessed by everything that the Lord uses me to say um the Lord speaks to you that you would just be open with an open heart and open ears to hear and to receive all that he has for you and Father God we just thank you for today we thank you for your word we thank you for all that you're doing in our lives as individuals as married couples thank you Lord God for where you have taken us from and where you are taking us to thank you for your reminders gentle reminders the purposes that you have called us to um, and that there is something bigger than us (laughs) and just to be open to what you have for us God we just thank you and we glorify you in Jesus name I pray amen all right y'all um you know feel free to reach us at masterplanmarriage at gmail.com questions comments concerns (laughs) we are open to it all and also feel free to share these episodes with a friend be a blessing all right okay well love y'all